am so excited to bring you Michelle Cooper. So Michelle is a client of mine. She's been in my incubator program and she is brilliant in helping entrepreneurs get over their money mindset blocks and clean up their back end of their business financially and make more profit without making it scary. In fact, today on the episode, she's going to break down something that's called the money archetype. So I had Michelle speak at one of our retreats because I needed to bring this to our high-level entrepreneurs. And then once I heard her speak, I realized that every entrepreneur on planet Earth needs to hear this conversation around this idea of money archetypes. It's almost like a personality assessment that helps you understand your relationship with money, your tendencies with money, and you can then better take back control of what you want with money. So what is sometimes considered a taboo subject, Michelle does a beautiful job of demystifying finances, money, and how to make more of it, how to have more of it, how to be able to give back more. This conversation is going to be so powerful for you if you feel like you're at a profit ceiling, if you have visions for greater wealth or opportunity within your business or your life, if you're feeling stressed around money, if you feel like you're burying your head in your in the sand around money, or if you feel like you have plenty of money, but you don't know what to do with that money. So let's have this incredible conversation with my friend, my client, someone I admire and respect around this topic, Michelle Cooper of Alchemy. She runs an insanely successful business. She knows what she's talking about. All right, let's jump into it. Hey, you're listening to the Luminary Leadership Podcast, and I'm your host, Liz. This is the space where we equip overwhelmed entrepreneurs to become the confident, visionary leader their business, team, family, legacy need to win. After working with countless entrepreneurs over the last decade plus, I've noticed this theme. No matter the level of success they achieved, and I've worked with some incredibly successful business owners, they get to this point where they're asking, now what? You know, what am I being called to next? What does next look like? How do I get there? If you're listening to this, you get it. You're craving more impact and you want to feel less frantic and in the weeds of your day-to-day roles and instead lead with that vision and that peace and that intention and that clarity. You want to wake up each morning with that clarity and vision and the time and the margin to do what you love in your business and in your life with your family. This show is where industry leaders come to grow into their next level of achievement and purpose and impact and legacy, success in business and true legacy at home. Get ready because we both know you don't just need another strategy. It is time for your breakthrough. Welcome to the Luminary Leadership Podcast, Michelle. I am so pumped to have you on for a multitude of reasons. Aside from just adoring you, I am so excited to introduce you to our listeners and what you have to talk about today. I am so excited to talk to you and really to like dive into this whole thing around money. Hmm. I think this is a major, even if it's like People don't want to admit it, but it's a huge block for so many entrepreneurs and leaders and especially visionaries where either they are experiencing money struggles, plateaus, just stress, like money can be stressful for a lot of people, or they've convinced themselves because they're the visionary or the leader, I'm not a numbers person. And they want to just offload the thought of it. And maybe they convince themselves, if I just put my head down and I get to work, 
that will alleviate my financial struggles, right? Eventually I'll be making the money, enough money that, you know, I don't have to worry about it. What would you say to those people who have that attitude of, I'm just not a money person or money's just too stressful for me. I just need to get to work and eventually I'll, you know, get on the other side of this thing. The thing with money in our world today, money is the number one trigger for a fight or flight or freeze response, Hmm. right? So, you know, back in caveman days, the trigger was wild animals attacking you kind of thing, right? Um, in, In the world that we live in right now, most of us don't experience that. But money is this thing that we've put so much meaning on and it actually is like, it puts food on the table, right? It keeps us sheltered. So when we feel like we don't have enough or we feel like we're not good with money, right? It's this trigger into fight, flight, or freeze response. And then the fight, flight, or freeze response, especially with with, uh, entrepreneurs, shows up as I'm going to put my head down and work, mm-hmm. right? So a lot of people think that that, and I, that was my story, right? I thought I'm a great doer kind of thing. I, I get a lot done. I can get a lot done. Um, I'm a worker bee, like I deliver results, right? I over deliver. But when I got clear and really understood that that was my version of a fight response, right? I realized that, oh, this isn't actually a good thing. This is keeping me broke, right? This is keeping me in the same money situation. Now, Mm -hmm. the thing to remember, right? Like even the phrase of keep our head down and work, it's kind of like, you know, like I imagine it. And for me, this was my experience, like with your head down and you're like digging a ditch, right? And you just keep your head down. You just keep digging because you got this big ditch to dig kind of thing. But if you put your head up and you looked around, you might see that there's a whole bunch of people that could help you. Mm -hmm. You might see that there's a big tractor there that could dig it without you having to do anything, right? There's all these other options, but we don't see them because we're in this fight response. We have to fight our way through this money situation, right? And then the other thing that happens is like the freeze, right? Like the Mm -hmm. the avoidance. I'm not even going to look at it. And some of the things that come up are like, I don't have time. I, you know, like this is, I don't understand this. Well, make the time to be honest, but get support so that you can understand it. We're not all meant to just understand everything, right? right? Like we have to get support. I always say that Money is telling us a story and sometimes people just need to an interpreter because it's not their language. Yeah. Right. And that's okay. It's like going to a French restaurant and the menu's in French. You just need somebody to tell you what it is. Mm -hmm. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's no problem. But we, we create a story around it. We make a meaning of that that we're less than, we're not worthy, we're stupid, we're, you know, whatever, or we're a failure. And then that takes us down that rabbit hole, which is a crazy place to be. Right. I agree. I think a lot dawned on me when 
you know, when you joined the incubator and last year I got to understand your business and then you guest spoke at one of our retreats and you spoke from a place that I had never personally in all my years of doing business and working with people in the financial space and whatever, I had never really heard someone talk about money the way you had. And it completely opened my mind to understanding how my personal relationship with money and what is blocking me from getting to my next levels. Because a lot of times people think it's, I don't have the strategy or I don't have the support or I don't have the the know-how or the offers or the whatever, like you name it, we all have our things. And I realized it was it was way more personal than I had realized. And that, that speaks a lot to what you're talking about of fight, flight, freeze, and, and how people have those different reactions. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would love for you to talk a little bit more about alchemy specifically and what you've built. Because to me, yes, you're helping people with their money and their finances, but there's a human and emotional and leadership element to the way you support your people that is very different than just, you know, I'm hiring. So I'm just, just going to outsource this because you have an understanding that I had never heard. I want to get into the archetypes in a minute, but I would love for you to just tell us a little bit more about alchemy and, and really what led you to start this. I know you had experience in corporate, like many of us do in the beginning, and then shifting more to supporting entrepreneurs and small business owners, but just tell us more about what you do. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, um, I spent a lot of years in corporate working for really large companies like PwC and KPMG and Citibank and all those things. And so, and I have a, you know, a, a degree in finance and stuff. And I felt like I knew my stuff and, and was pretty good. And then um, I had a burnout situation where I was working. I was overworking. I was the assistant CFO for a large mill. Um, I overworked, I completely burnt out. I had a little bit of a nervous breakdown and on the back end of that decided, oh, I'm going to open up my own little boutique, my own little store. I'm, I know, I'm, you know, I know all the thing about money. I know all the stuff about numbers. I can do this. Um, That lasted two years because really um, there was a lot that I had to learn about my personal relationship with money. So I could, I could, I knew the strategy pieces. I knew the, you know, the spreadsheets and all of that stuff, but I didn't understand my own money archetype and my relationship with money. So that business failed. And I walked away from that with a lot of debt, right? However, it was a lesson in entrepreneurship. And from that, I created alchemy. I basically started helping some of the other business owners that I had met while creating this little boutique understand their profit margin because they didn't understand how to price things and they didn't understand their overhead. And then one day my husband said, you're charging these people for your time, right? And I was like, no. (laughs) And he's like, you're really helping these people. You, You should be charging them. And so I started out by charging people $25 an hour to help them, right? And then I realized, oh, they don't have bookkeeping records. So they need bookkeeping. They need accounting. Like they need these services, right? And so that was like the beginning of how alchemy came to be. 
Now, along that journey, Alchemy is 13 years old now, I learned so much about myself. And I realized that to be successful with money, we need to look at three distinct areas. We look after the dollars and cents, right? Mm -hmm. Like keeping our actual money in the bank, neat and tidy, bookkeeping records, taxes filed, all of that kind of stuff. That cleans that part up. But there's also our energy, right? Our, our, how we show up in the world, our relationship with money, which kind of leads into the archetypes and, and understanding yourself, your own relationship with money. And then there's our mindset, right? Are we operating from an executive state, like which would be very empowered, or are we operating from fight, flight, or freeze? So I had to learn all of these things myself before I could be successful in my own business. And then I realized, oh, we could provide great accounting and bookkeeping services to clients, no problem. However, if we're not um, helping people understand these other aspects, these two other aspects about money, it's not gonna, it's not gonna actually shift the needle in their trajectory of wealth, right? Mm -hmm. They're still going to be limited. And what I saw is that there's, it, I look at it like a three-legged stool, right? It's the mindset, it's the energetics, and it's the dollars and cents. Mm -hmm. And out in the world, there's, there's um, people will look after one, maybe two of those things and not all three. Mm -hmm. And so that's what we do in Alchemy. We support clients to look after all three. And when you see someone who's willing to embrace all three, give paint a picture of some of the transformations that you've seen happen, both tangibly, financially, but also emotionally, mentally, just the freedom sense that comes with that trifecta of those three things colliding in a good way. Well, I think about a client who, um, uh, came into us several years ago um, with actually like with a million dollar business, but she had no idea that she had mm. a million dollar business. Really? Right? Yeah. So she was like, I know I'm making a lot of money, but I haven't looked at um, my numbers. I don't know what my profit margin is. I know that there's about you know, a, a couple hundred thousand dollars in the bank and that makes me feel comfortable, but I don't, I don't know anything about what's going on. Right. And when we dove in, we also saw there was, you know, quite a few years of unfiled taxes, really kind of messy boundaries between personal and business finances. Right. And so we had to do quite a bit of cleanup on that. Right. And the transformation went from I don't know. I'm confused, almost like victim to the business, mm -hmm. to a very empowered woman making mm -hmm. very informed business decisions. Mm -hmm. Right. Before she came to us, she'd make decisions partly on gut, but partly on like a wish and a dream. Like, I think this is a good decision. I'm not sure, but I hope so. I've got the cash flow to support it. Um, to, oh no, I'm making a strategic decision now. Right. Right. I also think about a client of ours who 
uh, came in and um, was really very much at a low point. Um, in fact, he said to me, if you don't do something, like if you're not willing to take us on, I'm going to declare bankruptcy. Hmm. What I learned after several years later is that he was actually on the verge of committing suicide. Oh my goodness. And um, his wife told me that. And that broke my heart, right? Um, to think that that's what the situation that he was in. And I knew this person personally, they were in my BNI chapter. Um, and so I, um, I really had like a, already a strong relationship with that person. And it was, you know, we just dove in like deep into the business. And what we saw was that a key employee was stealing. So he didn't have the capacity to handle all of the emotions around all of this. And so I really stepped in in the leadership role in his business and made some really big decisions. And two years later, he sold that business for over a million dollars. And that's a huge transformation, mm -hmm. right? And even more importantly, like he's still walking around, mm -hmm. right? Like he's a dad, he's a husband. Like to be in that position, money can cause us such distress. Yeah. Um, that we get to that point where we think that that's the only way out. Right. And, and I never want that. No. And it's so true because we're small business owners. These businesses are not just for us to make money. This is a piece of who we are, right? This is a representation right. of our purpose manifested into a physical business where we're seeking to impact. And so our egos are deeply tied into that. And we measure often our success through finance. And I think sometimes right. we encounter a hardship or a hard time in our business financially. And we think that defines us as a leader, or as an entrepreneur, when in reality, there are one things that we can do to make those changes Two, It's not a representation of us, our gifts, our skill sets. It's just a representation of, we got to clean up our money and, and, probably work on our mindset around it. And that's what I love that you tie into the work that you do is that you are not just saying like, here are your numbers, here's your deficit, here's your, you know, here are your profit margin margins, do this, do that. You're, you're acknowledging the human being in this process and their heart and their mindset and, and the way they, their relationship with money and is not a one size fits all. And I think that's a really incredible thing that you do with people that can be so transformative for them, both in their business, in their lives, and the freedom that they can obtain through their business because of the way that you work with them around money. Can you talk a little bit about the money archetypes? Because this, this totally blew my mind. It never even <laughs> occurred to me. It's almost, to me, it was like a personality test around money that was so enlightening. And I've, I feel like I've applied the, that knowledge and understanding and just my husband understanding my archetype, like has changed our relationship because money in relationship is one of the number one reasons 
couples don't make it is because the financial stressors. So tell us about the archetypes. I know you have a place where we can go and and assess our own archetype and really understand this in a deeper level. So we'll talk about that too, but please enlighten the group because I'm sure their brains will explode as much as mine did. Money archetypes are so much fun. So, um, you know, they're, uh, they, they can tell us so much about ourselves. And when we know ourselves better, we can have different conversations, right? So I always say like, if my, my now ex-husband and I knew our money archetypes when we were married, because our a big stressor in our marriage was money. And that is true for so many entrepreneurs. Um, it, it becomes this stress, the, the business becomes a stressor in their marriage. It's not really the business, it's actually the money that the business is generating or not generating um, that becomes the conversation. And when you are vastly different in your archetypes or even exactly the same in your archetypes, you can have a lot of problems, right? So the money archetype, um, you can identify, I'll give you a link to assessment you identify there's eight of them and they truly are your habitual pattern with money. And they're formed from your early relationship with money, your early experiences, the things that you, you saw with your family, your parents, um, the decisions that you made as a young person, right? These form our, our subconscious beliefs and the assessment takes you through scenarios where you would answer you know, how you would react um, or what you believe. And it will funnel you into one of, like it'll give you a ranking of your, of your, in the eight archetypes. So when you do the assessment, looking at the top three is really, you are a combination of your top three. Now there's, there's eight, like I said, and they're vastly different right? So my number one archetype is a romantic. My husband's ex-husband's archetype is an accumulator. So an accumulator is really looking like they're very focused on the future and they don't like to think about the now. So they have a hard time spending money now to get a, um, a, an, a result right now, right? They can save really easily. And they can think about that future, the retirement plan, the, that kind of thing very easily and have no problem. They also have a high attention to detail, right? So they will examine the numbers. The thing that the accumulator struggles with is control. They like to have control over everything, right? So an, an accumulator who's in a relationship with an accumulator, they can have arguments over control. Who's going to mm-hmm. make the decisions, right? or even um, whose decision is better, right? Which can create a lot of static, right? Um, As a romantic, I live in the now. So you can see right away, he lives in the future, I live in the now, right? So how we spend money would be very different, right? Because I'll spend money all day on right now, right? I also value experiences over things, so I'll spend money to go away and, you know, experience something, whereas he wouldn't want to do that. He'd rather think about going away in the future, right? And I struggle to save. 
So I had to find strategies that will help me put money aside or money away for the future. So there's ways to, um, when you understand your archetype, you can find the strategy that works based on your strengths and weaknesses. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Um, and then of course this plays out like money is just the, it's the amplifier of what's going on for you. Right. So money will, it will amplify any fear, any unworthiness, any um, control issues, all of that will come out in like living color for people. So understanding your archetype and how, um, what your strengths and weaknesses are um, will help you create different decisions, right? New decisions and have different conversations. And it also, like in my business, I know every single one of my team members archetype, right? So bookkeepers are often accumulators, right? They're really good at attention to detail and like thriftiness, right? So they, they're really good at like looking at the costs in a client's business, right? Somebody who's a nurturer, really um, their, their relationship with people um, and money with people um, is like, there's no boundaries there. They lack mm-hmm. boundaries. So often a, a nurturer will um, go without themselves to give to others. So they'll give their money to, you know, friends and relatives going without themselves. They'll get into debt themselves to give to other people. So for example, if a, if a bookkeeper is a nurturer as their primary archetype, then they, there's a possibility that they could overgive to a client so they mm-hmm. could move outside of scope. So then you know, that, that client file becomes unprofitable. So these are important things to know um, about us as like know about ourselves, but also to know about others, right? They, a nurturer has a lack of boundaries and they don't like to create boundaries because they think that they're being mean, right? I can't remember what your archetype was. Was there one that was like the, um, the celebrity one? Celebrity. Yeah. Explain that one again. I think that was my top one. Yeah. So celebrity um, loves money. They also, they love, they love, I don't know if a celebrity is you though. I don't think that was mine. There was one that was like, okay. It might be ruler. I think that was it. I think it's a ruler because a ruler loves money too, but they love quality. Okay. And and knowing you, like you'll spend money on quality things. A celebrity will spend lots of money on like blingy things. Okay. No, that wasn't mine. That wasn't mine. It w- I had two main ones. It was ruler. And then there was another one that really might be connector. I got to go back through the assessment and I have it all in my notebook. Cause I took so many pages of notes when you did that presentation, because I was thinking in my head, you start to think of all the people in your life and things just start to make sense. And I started thinking about my team members. Cause you make a really good point about going outside of scope. I have team members that will all of a sudden they're burnt out. Yeah. And I'm like, where did that come from? Like, you're not doing stuff that should have you burnt out. And then I find out they did extra calls or they did, you know, and I'm like, you got to communicate that stuff to me because 
that's their natural tendency is they want to overgive, which is a wonderful quality because you care about people, but you also have to temper it, especially within a business, because you're not going to be able to serve well when you're burnt out, when you've given too much, when you're resentful that you've given too much, all that. So it's very, very interesting to me to leverage this within, within a business, especially as an entrepreneur, the one leading the business. Yeah. So critical to know where, because it's like any personality assessment, right? Where you understand your type, but then you understand your type when it's healthy and you understand your type, what your type does when it, you're unhealthy within your type, right? Like it has the tendencies that are good and the things that could hold you back. And that awareness really helps you to understand how to leverage it for good, but how to, you know, build banks on the river when you do things that might not be as good with that, within that archetype. Right. For sure. Like, um, if, if ever you have somebody on your team that, um, overgives, they have nurture is a high, um, archetype for them might not be their number one, but it's on the high end. And Mm -hmm. that is why people, one of the top reasons people go into overwhelm, right? Mm -hmm. right? And if somebody goes into overwhelm, then they're not going to be effective on your team. They're not going to be profitable, right? So this is how like all of these things end up relating to, like they show up in dollars and cents, right? Mm -hmm. And we we don't kind of think about these pieces that like, like the money is a symptom. There's this underlying thing that's going on, right? And with any archetype, there's a, strength and a weakness. The other thing that's really fun about archetypes is to look at your clients and what archetype they are, right? Mm-hmm. So you can imagine if a client is an accumulator and a bookkeeper is an accumulator, there's control issues, right? So you can change your branding so that you're you're not attracting the clients that you don't want. Right. So we love at Alchemy, we love to have rulers, celebrities, um, nurturers, connectors. We'll take, we've got, we've got some accumulators, we'll take them. Um, but they're not our ideal client because so many of the bookkeepers are accumulators. And then there becomes this like control thing. The other thing with accumulators is they like to be right. So they want to prove their rightness. Right. And so will the bookkeeper. So it ends up this like not great relate working relationship, right? Whereas if we have a client who's a ruler, we can help them. Um, like rulers often have so many ideas, but they fail, they fail to bring those, uh, some of those ideas to fruition, right? right? So we can help them um, look at that. Like, hey, you bought this course, you know, like, is that something that you're using to generate? What's the ROI on that? kind of thing, right? Mm -hmm. Like asking different questions um, all come from knowing your client's archetype. And then obviously you can roll that out into your branding and your messaging. Mm -hmm. It's so interesting. It's the thing I love talking about the most, I think. Where can people go to do this assessment so that they can walk out with more knowledge? I think, is that the, the link you gave me that's the backslash luminary? Okay. So we're going to link it in the show notes, but it's alchemyaccounting.ca forward slash luminary. So we'll link it. You can grab it, but 
go take this assessment. It is so enlightening and so amazing to see. And it's not just about you. It's the people you're working with. It's the clients you're serving. It's the people you're trying to magnetize into your business. You can use this messaging in a really powerful way to draw the right ones in, to repel the people that aren't really um, aligned with you know how you want to do business. But this has been so powerful since you first spoke this into my life that um, all this stuff that Michelle is doing for those listening is so transformative. You don't have to have that excruciating relationship with money or you, or there are so many things you're experiencing that are a byproduct of how you see money. If you have convinced yourself that the financial plateaus, like the numbers you're stuck at or moving backwards, you know, a lot of people have worse years, better years or turnover within your team or stressors those are not just random circumstances, right? Those are a result of something that you can work on and work through to break through those struggles. And that's what I love about how you do what you do, Michelle. So if people want to connect with you and learn more about how they can work with you, and how they can leverage your your brilliance in this area so that they can have their most profitable and stress-free and unlock their, you know, financial potential and their personal potential too. Where are the best places for them to connect? So they can connect with me um, on social media. I'm Michelle B. Cooper on all the platforms, um, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, all the stuff. Um, they can go to our website, alchemyaccounting.ca. If they're in particularly wanting to look at um, like accounting or bookkeeping support, uh, and they um, they can also go to michellebcooper.com, which is kind of my personal brand. And there's links to all the things on there as well. Mm-hmm. Awesome. And remember, go take that assessment, alchemyaccounting.ca forward slash luminary. And, and then when you take it, share this episode, tag us, let us know what your archetype is. I want to totally. see what everybody's archetype is. I'm very curious what our listener base is primarily, you know, do we have patterns? Are we, do we have it kind of even across the board? So let us know, um, but definitely connect with Michelle. She's brilliant in this space and uh, she has awesome ways to work together. And, and what I love is that you come in oftentimes in a fractional way, like where most of our listeners are not at a point where they're making, you know, $10 million a year and can hire an actual CFO, you come in in a fractional way where you say, we give you what you need to get to your next level in the finances piece. We're going to coach you through this. You're going to have these money mindset break. There's just so many good things and you're going to clean up your money. You're going to understand. You're not going to be afraid of it. You're not going to put your head in the sand. You use the word empower when you were describing one of the transformations with your clients. And that's exactly what I would say is it's an empowerment that allows you to make the right decisions. And really, this is a piece of leadership. And it's why I really wanted to have you on the show. So thank you so much for coming and sharing this wisdom and sharing your gifts. And, you know, just the work that you're doing is so important. And you can see the proof is in the pudding when people lean into this and the impact it makes on their business and then ultimately their lives. Yeah. Well, thank you for having me. I love talking about this. Can't wait to see your listeners like tag me and I'm happy to give you some feedback on your archetype um, and like help you understand a little bit better. Um, If you do the assessment, you do get a link to all of the archetypes that like they're 
their um, all of the information about them. And there's some great things on that information, like their little cards. Uh, there's some great things for like journaling and meditation and stuff like that to really dig into what makes up you and how to step into your most empowered relationship with money. So thank you, Elizabeth. This is amazing. Thank you. I hope today's episode gave you what you needed. If it spoke to you, please leave us a review and be sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on the next powerful episode. And I know it's so cliche to ask for a review. It always feels weird asking for one, but you guys, that makes a huge impact on the show. We read every one of them and it helps us get incredible guests to serve you. Don't be shy. I love connecting with our listeners. You can follow along on Instagram when I'm on there at Eliz Hartke. And if there's a topic or a question or guest you have for us, reach out, share your thoughts. You can connect at marketing at luminaryleadershipco.com. And we do this for you. So the more you tell us, the more we can serve you. Thanks for spending some time with me. I really do appreciate you. Tune in next week to keep building your legacy and becoming the confident visionary leader you are meant to be.